1: Well, I'm in Colorado right now and thank God that I have my athletic greens because I'm at 8,000 feet and I start my day off with this beautiful green smell good powder that I throw into my bottle and I shake it up and I down it. And at that moment, I know that the rest of my day will be optimum because I have 75 plus vitamins and minerals in my body within 38 seconds.
2: Wow. And, and I'm, in, I'm in Cabo. And I too have uh, brought with me my athletic greens. My daughter, who has her own podcast called The Net Chicks, brought her athletic greens. So we are a family that athletic greens together. And mm-hmm. every time I put it in my shaker in the morning and I start shaking it up, I, I sing the Taylor Swift song and I I wonder if she uses athletic greens. But that's for another day. <laughs> this is this is about 75 vitamins and minerals that get my day started and started right. And that's the only way I begin my day. I don't even say hello to anybody in my family until I've ingested my scoop of athletic greens that has dissipated into the water.
1: Yes. Then I started taking athletic greens because I hated taking a thousand different vitamins and pills throughout the day. It's one Shake, well, maybe five or six shakes, and you down it, and boom, you're good. You're done. You're done for the day. It's it's simple.
2: Yeah, and I don't know that that people – we don't ever say – we don't even get down to this part of the information that they send us, but Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais – which makes me wonder if Ricky Gervais uses Athletic 100. Greens. But, but that's for another day. <laughs> to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash issues. Then we get some sort of credit for it. Athleticgreens.com slash issues and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: Look at the palms swing gently behind you. The blue sky, sort of peeking over your left shoulder.
2: I'm only doing this because Wyatt is in our bed, uh, trying to take a nap with his brother. His brother's asleep. Wyatt is uh, has been dealing with a fever and says his head hurts, and so you know, my mind naturally jumps to COVID.
1: Uh, he has it, dude. We we all. It's the whole world's finally got it, and I think we're on the mend. You know,
2: well, I'm in Kaaba where you have to test to get in, and then you have to test to get out. So, I'm thinking that there's a chance that I'm just stuck here in perpetuity, like the show <laughs> Lost, where I I'm neither here nor there. I'm in like the in between world, and I just stay in Kaaba the rest of my life, continually getting COVID from 19 through the next 10 versions of it.
1: I know. Well, if he has it, you guys all have it, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would imagine handling somebody else's feces uh, is probably a, a quick and easy way to uh, to get it, you know? Are you not recording? Oh, here we go. Oh, no, we're good. We're straight. We straight up no chaser. So now we're starting after all that, all, all that A-plus a+ material? Well, we don't want to talk about COVID, do we, with our families and who has it and who doesn't? I mean, you know? But I kind of feel like the conversation has changed a little bit where it's gone from almost hush-hush. I'm wearing the uh, C on my chest Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be outed as a COVID uh, sufferer to pretty much it feels like everybody's been touched by this now with this latest go-around. And like you were saying before you hit record... Hopefully that means that everybody builds up antibodies and we can move on. I, I don't know what either doctors or Joe Rogan have to say about this, but uh, that's that's my two bit analysis. <laughs> well, little did you know, Joe, I am a doctor,
1: so wow. I have. Uh, so why don't we play a little game? Um, you were lucky enough to have Doctor Hudson here on this podcast with you, and if you have any questions about this pandemic or COVID-19, you just um, ask and I will answer. Go ahead. And that goes for you too, Josh and um, Margo. If you guys have any questions, uh, use me.
2: Well, here's here's my question. Uh, I, I showed up in Los Angeles two Thursdays ago and met Josh and Margo out. We finally all were in the same room together. You were not there because you live down the street. Uh, but you weren't there. So uh, I show up and then I get a, a message from both Margo and Josh that uh, three days later, they're suffering from COVID. How do I feel? <laughs> so what? what is the uh, gestation and latent period of this virus? When should I no longer worry that I hugged both Margo, Josh, and the lovely Mrs. Windish?
0: By the way, can, well, I just say, I, can I just say real quick that how funny it is that when Joe showed up at the bar, the first thing he said was, I can feel myself getting COVID right now. And everyone went, <laughs> no,
2: come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, it's it's my vigilance. And I. so just so you know, Josh and Margot, no offense, but because I felt like we were in closed quarters and uh, it did feel a bit oppressive. When I went in for the hello hugs, I didn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you held your breath. <laughs> I every time I get I every time I get around anybody that I feel like they're a little bit in my space, I hold my breath. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, I hold my breath like when I pass people on the street, you know. But it didn't seem to work.
2: So do you have COVID right now? I had. I had COVID.
1: Okay. So I'm going to explain how weird this shit is. Get to Aspen. You know, I, I've been, I was on a fishing trip for six days, catching big tuna, but I was smoking my face off, drinking. This whole Albuquerque into fishing. Is, for those of you who've listened to this podcast know that I destroy my body at times. I just get I, I celebrate my life too much. And I just smoke and I drink and I have good fun. And and so I I was in this phase of breakdown, just body breakdown go to Colorado, having whiskeys and having fun. And and I was just not feeling great. Just thinking it was, you know, oh okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm run down. I go get a test at one o'clock on the 23rd of December in a place called Elgebel. Turns out they're not going to give me results uh, for 36 hours. I said, that's not good enough. I go up to Aspen and I pay for a test that will be done and receive results at the end of the day. Great. Two tests within an hour of each other. The second test comes back at 8 p.m. negative. Great. I go downstairs. I hang out with my family. Everything's good. Now everyone starts to sort of get sick and dropping like flies, okay? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm negative. I take a rapid test. I'm negative. I keep getting these emails on my phone. If you are ne- if you are COVID positive, you need to do this survey and blah blah blah. I get these things all the time. I, I ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. Finally, I click on it, and this screen comes up and says you have been you have tested positive for COVID nineteen. You need to fill out this contact tracing form. And I had just just forgot about the first test I took because the second test I took said negative. Oh my god. So now I'm positively negative and not understanding what the fuck's going on. Turns out, I guess I was positive. One test said positive, one test said, said negative. Within an hour of each other, I took these tests. So I had it. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And, uh, you know, everyone's everyone's good, everyone's everyone's safe. There hasn't been any issues. And, and I think it's run through us, my, my family anyway. And, um, we're all good. And and now we're, you know, we're super, super immune because you were vaccinated and I was vaccinated and boosted. Yeah. And got it still. Yeah, I mean it was mild. Again, I thought it was like a head cold. I mean, you can even still hear it nasally a little bit. I was like, oh, I just yeah, sounds like, sound, sound horrible.
2: So here's what I want to know more than COVID because I'm done with COVID. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of thinking about it. It's been a low hum in the back of my head for over a year and a half now, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of thinking about it. I'm sick of holding my breath around people. I'm sick of wondering who has it in the crowd that I walk into. I'm sick of wondering if my kids have it. I'm sick of wondering if you have it. I'm sick of I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I, I've done everything I can. I've, I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted. I'm, I've done everything I can. So why do I worry? Here's what bothers me about all that stuff that you just said. You do the smoking and the whiskey and the eating and everything else, but you don't gain much weight. If I lived the way you lived, I would weigh 344 pounds. <laughs> you look how you look. And somehow you trash your body. I try to work out every day, and if I eat five chips down here in Cabo, I feel like I gain two and a half pounds uh, per chip. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know how, my body. Somebody's laughing at me in the great beyond, in in the the heaven that you don't believe in, because they've yeah. wired me in a way that makes me worry about it constantly. But I can't do anything about it except live, unless I want to live like a monk and not do anything because I just can't. I can't catch up. I can't catch up. Are you finding
1: that you are working out a lot and, and it's just not doing anything, or, or what? I mean, uh, look, I, it's just genetics. It's just genetics for me. I, there's nothing I can say. I don't know. You know, I'm well, sorry. then I'd like I to apologize. say fuck you to
2: all my ancestors. I'd like to say, wh- whoever <laughs> genetically programmed me to be unable to eat chips and not feel like I'm needing to get cut out of the house at the end of the day. do you actually gain
1: weight? Do you actually eat chips and, and just feel like shit or are you gaining weight Do you, if you go on a weak bender of eating and
2: drinking anything oh you my want, god will you gain on 10 pounds? Pounds. i would gain 10 I, I would gain 10 pounds i think about what i'm putting in my body constantly it's never perfect it's way too much alcohol to maintain my you know my best physique mm-hmm. but i i just don't I don't get it. I I can't, and I can't get it out of my head. I I think it dominates my thoughts. Between that and hair loss, it dominates my idle brain, eighty percent of my day. And and the other part should yeah, be used for my happy? family and friends. You're happy though, you
1: know. I mean, so what? So what if you if you you know a little chunker? We like Joe Buck as a little chunker.
2: Hey, yeah, Joe Buck I mean? doesn't like Joe Buck as a little chunker. I I go back and I see old games of myself coming on the screen at the beginning of the game, and I look like Marlon Brando in uh, <laughs> Heart of Darkness, whatever that was, Apocalypse Now. That's how I look. Right. right. Yeah, that's how right. I look. Like, I'm going to paint half my face, and I'm going to just sit in a cave, and I'm going to wait for people to show up, and I'm just going to talk to them, and then I'm going to send them out of my cave and wait for the next <laughs> people to come in, because that's where I need to live, inside a cave. I mean... Is something
1: happening down there in Mexico? Because you haven't been this sort of upset about weight gain or unable to sort of shed. Yeah, I've never heard you. Well, we like finally this. bought a is, is there, scale. Have you been
2: triggered? No, well, yeah, I think I have because we finally bought a scale. Uh I did because Michelle had thrown it away, our bathroom scale, because she has dealt with her own eating issues on the other side of the spectrum forever. So she's like, the worst thing I have. In my possession as a scale So we're getting rid of it Because she becomes obsessed with it Well, I become obsessed with it And so it was probably a good <laughs> thing Well, I finally bought another one off Amazon Before we left It showed up right before Christmas I weighed myself And I was 10 pounds heavier Than what I thought I was And now I'm like This This is like the gateway to obesity And I'm, I'm unable to stem the tide Right <laughs> Well, so that's where I am. That, have I been triggered? I know. Yes, I've been triggered.
1: Yeah, but but but, but we got to look at this realistically. Okay, you're not obese. You're just not I mean, yeah, you might be heavier than you think you were. But you're not obese. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, let's get you're not 600 pound life. Which by the way, have you seen that show?
2: I can't because I feel like I've, I'm on their waiting list.
1: <laughs> it's a great, and show. I realize
2: like I realize this. I realize for people who may be suffering from that, it's a turnoff, and it's it's almost gross to hear somebody who is perceived as not being heavy, who which is what I think I, I would not. Nobody would look at me and go, oh, "There's a fat guy." But it, it's all in your mind. It's just how you feel about yourself. It doesn't really matter. Yes. what what the cdc or the american health institute says your ideal weight should be for your height i mean i am the if you used my weight right now my ideal height would be 74 <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny no, I, I know, I know. But but look, let's talk about that because you do have history with weight. You were an overweight kid. so right. this I is went something to fat is, camp. You went to fat camp. I mean, this is in your psyche. This is a part of your psychology, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so for you, you know, you have your daddy issues. I, I think we should change this for purposes of making a more interesting <laughs> and a more profitable podcast from daddy uh, issues to – I don't know. Weight issues uh, or, or just uh, childhood issues. Childhood trauma. Wouldn't you love childhood to tap trauma. into that podcast? Yeah, that's a
1: good that's a great title. Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson on childhood trauma.
2: No, uh, instead of daddy issues, it's fatty issues. Ooh, that's good. That that came from Josh Windish or it came from his parrot. I don't know who who <laughs> spit that one out. Uh. Don't go
1: anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more daddy issues.
2: Now, Yeah. I was saying before you hit record, uh, that you have to test. I'm down here in Mexico. Weather is fantastic. It's a great time because we're here with my daughters, uh, Natalie's boyfriend, Bobby, and then obviously the boys. And, uh, we're all together and it's just been amazing, but you have to test to get in down here and you have to test to get out. So uh-huh. I, I, I could be stuck down here for the rest of my life, which would be great Is it just on one. The one, one kid, no, no one else, just one kid. Uh, Well, Bobby, who is Natalie's boyfriend, had COVID and tested negative before he came down here. He had his 10 days, and then both girls have had it, but not this version of it. But uh, as far as Mm -hmm. who's sick right now, we thought Michelle was sick until we flew. We gave her a test before uh, we flew down two days ago, and that came back negative. She tested again down here. That came back negative, but she doesn't feel good. So I I just think it's just a general... Malaise, um, and and I, I don't feel that great mm, mm-hmm. uh, personally speaking. But I think sometimes the stuff gets in your head. You know, you, you know it's everywhere, and then you get a headache, and it's like, up, oh, that's it, I've got it. Yeah,
1: this is weird though. I mean, people are testing two and three
2: times, and not and coming out negative, and then boom, their fourth test is a positive. Right. Well, we got down here, and the two people we use to help with the kids, uh, both. Tested positive, and so we're down here with no help. And uh, we were flying our nanny down, and her flight got canceled. So it's just been a uh, a comedy of of errors and situations that have uh, forced us to really be heavily involved down here in Cabo. And that's frankly how it should be. We should be heavily involved here before the new year and before I zip up to do a football game this weekend and then come back. Uh, you know we're we're all just doing the best we can. I guess I'm I should adopt that attitude with regard to my weight.
1: Oh god. I mean what if but you have to test to get out of town to go do your to do your game, right?
2: Right, but I I feel like on one hand I'm here and you know how dare I leave my basement. On the other hand, I'm in a community where everybody's been tested to get through the door. So maybe that Makes me a little bit more protected against it, but I, I think at this point it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, unless you are Howard Stern and you don't leave your house or talk to anybody. You know, you're 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 in line for getting a getting COVID. That guy, he's just he's so afraid. It's it's almost ludicrous at this
1: point. Stern is is it's insane. Like the dude has not come out of his house. <laughs> so Joe. You have a game that you got to go do. Do you have to test positive to leave and go do this game? Or test negative to leave and go do this game?
2: I have to test negative to do any game. I have to test negative to get back into the United States. I have to test negative to go into the stadium and work on our crew. Um, but I feel like at this point, we're in a position where it doesn't almost matter where you are. You can get it really anywhere. So I... That part of it doesn't worry me, um, maybe foolishly, but I, I think I'll be good getting back up there. But I, it, it, it was all over St. Louis when I left, so it, it doesn't really matter where you are at this point. It's everywhere, so we'll see how I do and see if I can get out of there. And when are you supposed to leave Cabo? I leave Saturday midday and do the game Sunday and then come back down for another five days and then... I go to the last regular season game, um, which we don't know where that is yet. And then uh, Michelle and the kids go back home to St. Louis uh, on Friday, next Friday. So that's kind of the schedule. That's a very nice schedule. It's
1: very nice. Well, we're here in Colorado. It's been storming the last four days, wind and snow. You can't even leave the house. It's just nuts. So... It's a bit shining vibes over here. You know, especially with Kurt.
2: I was going to I was going to say as you look around and you have, you know, yourself and your sister and your mom and dad and Wyatt, I mean, who's playing a Marvel superhero on television, who do you think if if you guys couldn't actually leave, who would be the last person standing in your house if you know, eventually y'all had to eat each other to survive? Well, that's a good question.
1: I'd normally say Kurt cuz he's just the, you know, the patriarch. Mom I don't think would eat eat any of her children. You know what I mean? So she'd have to go. I, I, Kurt would cuz he just is a survivalist. But he's getting older, so I don't know if he could take myself or Wyatt. I think it would probably be myself or Wyatt. I don't know who would win that battle, but yeah, I, I'd say I'd say myself for Wyatt. I'm not sure I would
2: eat anybody though. I'd say Kate. I, I feel like Kate would would be into the the game aspect of it. I think she would take it in a mm-hmm. direction that mentally she could probably get over the fact that she was eating her brothers. Um, mm-hmm. and she's an intense game player. I've seen it when playing games at her house on quote-unquote game night with one of the most... You know, every time I show up there, which has maybe been twice, it's the most eclectic group of people. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's uh, there's Zach Braff and uh, an Andy Warhol impersonator and uh, three-fifths of the cast of New Girl over in the corner.
1: Right. And then one of the pet boys is here, which I don't understand.
2: <laughs> Everybody's playing charades and, uh, you know... <laughs> These are people that I see on TV, and oh, there's Judd Apatow and uh, his lovely wife, Leslie, and uh, there's the late, great Gary Shandling, and oh, here comes Timberlake. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. yeah this is uh, it's like the Star Wars bar.
1: No, do you know that I have never been to a game night at my sister's house? First of all, I only get invited maybe one-eighth of the time, and then I just don't want to It's too intimidating. It's like let's go play charades with Scorsese and Tom Cruise. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like Oliver, you're up. Let's go. You know, and like, yeah, I've got like Paul Thomas Anderson and Scorsese and Spielberg, and they're like, all right, act out a scene from Schindler's List. I'm like, oh my god, (laughs) no, I,
2: I don't want to do that. (laughs) Right. And I show up there, it's like, I'm the idiot sports guy that walks in and it's like, you know, hey, it's Tom Hanks. Uh, why don't you do uh, act out deserted island? And all I'm doing is just pointing at Tom Hanks the entire time.
1: <laughs> all right. Playing celebrity with every celebrity
2: in Hollywood. You just point. That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Our connection sucks so bad. This is going to
0: be the worst podcast we've ever had. I know. It's terrible. I
2: mean, you're Max Headroom. You look like Max Headroom.
0: You guys could try turning your video off. That might help keep the audio, you know, because it might be trying to use too much bandwidth on video. How about
2: I stop my video? Me too. How long is the delay now? Yeah, I hear you. Josh is kind of like the, he's the Mr. Fix-It, yet he wasn't so great that he, didn't catch covid no I didn't catch covid I didn't get it oh you didn't catch covid I didn't just Vanessa your did. wife yeah just Vanessa catches covid and and meanwhile we we typically as we all know have the segment juggernaut with Josh um I'm gonna take <laughs> take the fact that you didn't catch covid. <laughs> From your wife, because old juggernaut was, uh, was not anywhere near the uh, scene of the crime.
0: Well, we were being really safe. The CDC, of course, recommends that you wear masks when you make love. So that's what we were doing. We were wearing <laughs> masks every time. Uh, right? no, Except uh, yours
2: was Your mask was Zach Efron, <laughs> and, and hers was... Uh, hers, she was dressed as a parrot. Oh, that's awesome! You guys got to
1: role play that way. Maybe then you'll uh, have a nice orgasm. I don't want to go there.
2: Why? Because it's it's disrespectful to the parrot. No, it, ugh,
0: good God, it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, I'm not really into I, I, as 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 crazy as it seems to everybody. I'm not really into that.
2: To making love to a parrot, right? I don't. I disagree.
1: I think if your wife. If she dressed up as a parrot, I think you'd bone up for sure.
0: No, no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's try this. Can we try it for next week? No, I don't want to try it. Because if it were, if it worked, that would be even worse. I'm gonna Amazon you. What
2: if she asked you to dress? I I was just going to say I'm going to Amazon you a parrot suit, but what if she wanted you instead to dress like and and look like Jeff Bezos? I mean, I'd go along with that. (laughs) Have you seen his shirtless pictures that are all over the place? Dude, I was just looking. I was just.
1: I was just. He's shredded. He's like all beefed up. I was just looking at some of of Bezos and Lauren, and and, uh, you know, he's all jacked.
2: I know. He's like Putin. (laughs) He is
1: Putin. (laughs)
2: <laughs> him
1: on a horse like putin on the horse like bezos on his yacht he's all fucking shredded wheat
2: yeah i mean he's thick yeah i don't know how he fit in his little spaceship his little uh his module now nah, he made one custom do you think his seat in the spaceship was better than everybody else's yes i do do you think it had things from Amazon in it like a rolling uh massage chair that that while he was in space gave him uh you know some sort of tantric release? Well that's actually a good question Joe
1: like does Bezos use Amazon like everyone you know I mean he obviously still needs to order things and buy things so does he go on to Amazon and and
2: and is he he must use Amazon right? I would think I would I would hope that he doesn't have to use the app. I would I would think that there's like a red phone in the corner of his house. No, I'll bet you he uses just straight up Amazon like we all do. Man, that's it. how about if you if you're working at the warehouse and the the Bezos app starts firing things in, how fast do you get it to his house? <laughs> oh, fast! Amazon's fast as it is. I mean, it's crazy. Get those dumbbells over to Bezos's house. <laughs> he needs whey protein he's massive he is Uh, massive would you want that much money would you what do you think it would affect you oliver do you think you would be a different person if you had a few billion no no
1: i would not be a different person but i don't need that i don't need that kind of money in any way i would not even take it like if someone says here's Three hundred billion dollars or something. I, I'd say no, no. Just, just give me like five hundred million. Like, I'll I'll do that. I don't need that kind of money. It's too much. It's too much pressure. I, I, I I think about that actually. I'm like, you look at Bezos and you look at Gates and and Musk and all these like fucking two hundred billion. And imagine having that much money. How do you manage it? Who who manages it all? And how do you even keep track? of what's going on. Anyone <clears throat> could steal 10 million and you would never know.
2: Right. I mean, you got to find, you got to find people that you implicitly trust. And then I'm assuming that Bezos is not the type to just throw caution to the wind and not be overseeing his empire. So I, I assume that he's looking at all the numbers, but I think at some point you you've made so much money that you wouldn't even care. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even matter anymore. Nothing really matters.
1: Where, where is that money sitting? You know, is it like in a bank account collecting interest? Is it in the stock market? Is it, I mean, is it in bonds? It's, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be investing in all kinds of like weird things. I don't know what I would do. It's too much. It's too much. Too much money. I don't even know. It's too much.
2: No, no. But I would be the most philanthropic guy of all time. If anybody oh, showed God. up, if someone be like, hand oh what do you want? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just give I just give
1: my money away. I, I just give it away. I wouldn't know I would give I would give all of it away except for like a billion. I'll keep a billion and I'll give 299 away.
2: Yeah, but I, I think <laughs> this I think that the first you should just if this does come to pass and and which you're is offered, like likely. It's likely three hundred billion dollars. Just yeah. just save like thirty dollars of the three hundred billion and buy yourself better internet in Colorado. Hey, I've tried. I've tried. Done all I could.
1: We were here for a couple years doing this podcast. I, I did everything that I could. You know, I I am I, I I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, you're
2: you're not you're not beautiful either. It's not great over there. Mine was freezing because I was outside, and the the I picked up my iPad to walk inside, and it was basically on fire. So that that's why mine was freezing.
1: Well, I'm I live in a log cabin, you know. It's snowing, and I just live, you know, a simple life. Really, I've i dial up is good. Okay, dial up is good enough.
2: If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg That's you. right.
1: Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up right after the
2: break. Um, so I was so proud on Sunday to be home watching football and to finally see your face and or or mm. your likeness in mm-hmm. <laughs> the promo for the cleaning lady. Yeah. I, I've I've heard about this. We've talked about this. I had seen the promos. You were never mentioned. You were never in them. And then now they've recut these promos where you're the first face I see saying, FBI, we need to ask you some questions. Yeah. And uh man, I, I rewound yeah. it. Yeah. Showed my mom. I showed Michelle's mom. I mean, all we did was was <laughs> watch the promo over and over and over again. And I didn't even finish watching the football game. I just couldn't get enough of the promo. So congratulations <laughs> on, on qualifying hey, thanks, uh, to get I the made promo. It. I made
1: it into the promo, you know. It's a different different kind of show for me, you know what I mean? Not the lead of the show. Um, I'm, I'm sort of secondary or third and in, in line I guess and uh it's okay I'm okay with it feels good no pressure I farted
2: um oh god you're I mean Jesus really yeah that's what we're coming off talking about your promo on Fox with you do that well it just happened sorry but, but I, I wonder know, if you're but- gonna
1: be i know but it doesn't you know everyone farts joe
2: people
0: who are listening are gonna relate to this we'll get more uh listeners wait oliver okay. important question important question can you smell it
2: no it's just it's just air so i mean but he's asking that because of your recent bout with covid oh i can smell and
1: taste i'm 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 negative
2: right now i'm, I'm done yeah, but some people have lingering loss of taste and smell. I, I said you knew I that, you knew yeah, that I never uh, Josh that. lost his taste by the shirt he's wearing.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Joe, right.
1: working on his set. Working <laughs> on his set.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Um, I can't wait to do that set right after I get fired. I know. Well, I hope. During the playoffs, you get to,
1: you know, announce the new shows coming up. You probably won't, though. It airs January 3rd, and after it airs, do you you ever still do, you know, an in-booth promo for a second episode
2: or anything like that? It it premieres the 3rd of January? Yeah. Oh, well, we'll be hitting it this Sunday. The game's on the 2nd. It's uh, Arizona at Dallas. Which will be a big oh, audience. And I'm sure we will have uh promos for the show, at least one that we'll have to hit hard. So yeah. we'll hit it then, and then I'm sure we'll we'll continue to uh remind people that it's on uh as we yeah. go through the last weekend of the regular season and the playoffs. What what night does it does it air? What what it's night's it to be? On? Monday. Monday. Okay. Good. Well, I mean, you're you're yeah. basically making your debut against the last Monday Night Football game of the season, so that's good. Oh, so, well, it's Monday at nine o'clock, so football yeah. will be over. I mean, so you're up yeah. against? No, it won't. Nine o'clock? No. No. Nine you're o'clock. Be up Eastern. against? Eastern. Oh, yeah. Let's see who what the game is. Browns at Steelers.
0: Blue. You could get some
2: viewers. You could get some viewers that would typically be watching Monday Night Football, those two teams are struggling. They're still alive, but they're struggling. So two things have happened oh, yeah. since we last convened on this because we took a week off for Christmas. Um, actually, three things have happened. So I told you that I met with, uh, with Josh and with Margo. That was after I did the game with Donald Parham uh, suffering a concussion Uh, In the Chargers game against the Kansas City Chiefs, which all hell came down on me for what I ended up saying uh, on TV, which was me basically just being hopeful that it was something other than the worst, which thank God it was. It just turned out to be a concussion, but they cut his face mask off. It was kind of a non-contact. At least he didn't get hit. He went down to the ground and landed awkwardly, but um it was me being hopeful that it was something other than really horrible uh news coming out of that whenever they ended up passing on the update and thankfully it was he just suffered a concussion and people said that i was you know either downplaying or speculating on his injury which was actually the opposite of what i was doing but that's part one and then part two Mm -hmm. um is something else that I'm I'm blanking on because now I'm listening to my son just wail in the other room and I got the look from Michelle <laughs> like he's not feeling good. So Aww. poor little guy. Oh, I know what number two is the passing of John Boy. Madden. Oh my God. I know. And, and the, the timing of it, you know, I mean, John was obviously, I, I was close with John, not as close as, as a lot of the people that I, Uh, work with at Fox because a lot of those people came from CBS to Fox when Fox got the rights to cover the NFL and John Madden made the jump from CBS to Fox back in 1994, but I was close with him. My dad worked with him for a short while back in the early 80s, but he passed away on Tuesday three days after Fox aired a documentary on his life and and how many Mm -hmm. people he had touched and the difference that he made and... So he sees this documentary and he gets the almost like a living funeral or wake, gets to see all of these people whose lives he touched and, you know, looking into a camera and just talking about how special of a man he was. And then he passed away. I mean, so often those things happen after the fact. And he got to see all of that, um, you know, before he passed away at the age of 85. So it's it's sad. It's it's horrible that he's gone, but, but the timing of it was so sweet in that regard that that he got to know before he passed away just how, how many lives he touched, which is just beautiful.
1: Yeah, incredible. It's incredible, actually. You know, it's almost like he was maybe waiting for that.
2: I think that stuff does happen. Way. That happened with my dad. How did he pass away? I, I think it was just, I think it was mainly in the category of old age. I mean, he was 85. I, I know he'd had some health issues. Um, that he was pretty private about. And I, I don't I don't know that it was was any one thing other than just kind of growing old and and, you know, a, a guy who I think the greatest thing you can say about somebody is that they they went out with the needle on empty. I mean that guy did everything. He from coaching to playing to broadcasting to the video game to just being current and relevant because the video game it, you know decades after he last coached i mean it, he just had such a, a great reach in the end in the in his time in, in football and and coaching and broadcasting it's just yeah. remarkable yeah i gotta watch that documentary i never got to, i didn't see it yet uh, but now i'm uh, especially interested It's so good. I I just was, I was just so worried that it would be too inside, but it isn't. And, and I, and I say too inside because it's, it's literally everybody in the business from him that he coached, players that he coached to, um, to people inside television that just adored the man. And, you know, I, it's a great watch. And, and I, I think I'm saying that as objectively as I can. I love it because it's, it's basically my childhood and my professional life. Um, you know, people that are heavily involved in my world too, they're talking about him and, and he sets such a standard. I mean, that that's, those are the guys that are just that not only are they different than everybody else, but they're kind of pioneers. I mean, he's, he's a guy that just developed this larger than life persona on air that, You know, just it will never be matched. I mean, there's just nobody like the man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did have an energy. He had a presence for sure. Crazy. And then he, you know, he had the Miller Lite commercials for people that remember that. And then, you know, the career that went from CBS to Fox to ABC to, you know, I I don't know if he was at NBC. Maybe he was. But now Michelle's bringing poor YY right by the door. (laughs) So I don't think he's feeling good. I may have to cut I may have to cut this short and be a dad here for That's a
1: minute. That's okay. That's okay. What is it's it's called daddy issues, you know what I mean? Like you're having an issue right now and you're a dad, and so it all makes sense. But what is he crying
2: about? Is he just feeling gross? I think he just feels bad. I think he feels gross. And Michelle just said, Hey, we're gonna give you some Tylenol, which has set off the whole meltdown, you know, when you have to well, give your kids he, medicine. It's like ugh. it's it's almost not even worth it he he doesn't want the medicine (laughs) no he does not want the medicine poor little guy all
1: right i love you joe buck go be with your baby go be a dad go make it happen go force that tylenol down his throat yes no i will all right love you bye Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margo Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windisch. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger.